back to the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. I'm Paul. I am raising the roof. <laughs> and that's John. And uh, today it's uh, the ultimate doom part two. Since we did part one last time, we figured this would probably be the most appropriate one to do this time. And last episode... With the help of the evil scientist, Dr. Arkaville, the Decepticons use hypnochips to control the minds of human beings and create an army of slaves to produce a vast supply of energon cubes. Spike's father, Sparkplug, is captured by the Decepticons and turned into a mindless slave, and Megatron succeeds in bringing Cybertron to Earth, into Earth's orbit, causing <laughs> causing huge tidal waves and earthquakes which threaten to rip the planet apart as we begin the ep- second episode of The Transformers, The Ultimate Doom. If you- if you guys ever wondered whatever happened to the narrator from Transformers, well, yeah. it's he's John, back yeah. though. This has been like two episodes. With I, I think he was renegotiating his his contract <laughs> yeah. or something. He's back. His name is Jay something. Uh, they don't give him credit on any episode, but it's Jay something. I forget what it he's, is. He sounds like the guy that did all the last weeks on in like every '80s cartoon: Thundercats, GI Joe, yeah. you name it. Anyway, so Cybertron is in Earth orbit. We're not going to worry too much about that because it's too stupid to worry about, and it doesn't make sense. It, the physics are just ridiculous, but it is wreaking havoc on Earth. Like, there's yeah. all kinds of things going on, but how come nothing's happening on Cybertron? Like, there's there's nothing. Anyway. And in the midst of all this chaos, Optimus has himself a little pity, pity party. Yeah. Oh. And Ironhide consoles him, and I was kind of like, uh, fuck you. You, you literally <laughs> yeah. did this. It is your fault. You could have stopped it. Eat a dick. <laughs> He, he puts it a lot nicer than that, though. He <laughs> <It's>, does. <yeah. laughs> but um, when you boil Spike, it down, it's eat a dick. It's pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Spike tries to shoot Megatron. Uh, he like he runs up to one of the lasers with the space bridge and tries yeah, to shoot and at him. Controls are suddenly sized for a human. Last time, Perfect, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this is in the world where Soundwave turns into a handheld yeah. tape recorder. <laughs> uh, but Ravage, I've noticed this, Ravage takes out Optimus again. again. Yeah. He's done this before. <laughs> I think Ravage, I, I've made comments on Laserbeak. I think Ravage, Laserbeak, and Rumble are more important than we, we realize. They're certainly batting or uh, punching above their weight. I mean, and then so as this fight's going on, there's a beautiful moment where Thundercracker and uh, Starscream are (laughs) swooping down on the Autobots, and Starscream is like, "Attack!" And Thundercracker's like, "Dude, wait a minute! (laughs) (laughs) The wind's against us. Of course, it's against you, you idiot! You're You're an airplane, and you're flying." But again, this is classic Starscream. I don't care. And then he shoots a flamethrower into the wind. This is like the. Why he would he even have that kind of weapon? Now, what is a flamethrower doing on a jet? But either way, it, it, it immediately backfires, obviously. Right in the face. Backfires. The Autobots laugh at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make a lot of uh, blundercracker, and I heard of a hot <laughs> yeah. foot, but never a hot nose. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then Soundwave uses some sonic yeah, weapon Soundwave, that all this we've time never seen before. just standing there. He's just standing yeah. there holding his gun. Do-do-do-do-do. No one told me to do yeah. anything, so I don't have to do anything. <laughs> hey, look, I already released uh, Laser Peak and Ravage. Get off my ass. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Take a look at my contract. Uh, so, and so he uses this auto, this sonic weapon that, that is never seen before, and the Autobots just have to retreat. Yeah, but it, why aren't the Decepticons affected? Like, Doesn't bother. This is the same as the, the, fire, the fire spray from, from the last from that, episode. Yeah. So 
Sparky gets into Skywarp and they fly away. And the sonic weapon like messes with the hypnochips. All the the yeah, human slaves from the last episode start to stumble around. Uh, and Wheeljack's even, like, "What's with them?" But why isn't this thing affecting Wheeljack or Braun? They're both standing there just fine. Doesn't even seem to affect uh, Bumblebee that much either. Yeah, he just says he's got a bit of a headache. But it does affect Spike. He just seems stunned. And then this goes nowhere. Like, he's like, eh, eh yeah. what, hey, what? For a few scenes, and then it just stops, and it's never dealt with again. But uh, Starscream gets pissy with Megatron oh, about letting the Autobots flee. Yeah. <laughs> My old webpage, I called this scene Mighty Megatron. Yeah, I love this scene. Do tell. Starscream's like, you idiot, you let them get away. And Megatron doesn't even let him finish the sentence. He just backhands Starscream, walks over, grabs him by the throat, Lifts him up with one arm, and he's like, listen, dick, I'm in charge, not you. Throws him back down on the ground, walks up and points at him. And there's even this bit of lightning behind him just for effect. He's like, you have been given the only warning I intend to give. And he walks away. Like, oh, man. It was, and it was well shot. Like you were, you were getting a Starscream POV. Yeah, and it, it, it was that. Yeah, it was Megatron. What did you call the scene? Uh, I called it Mighty Megatron. It, My, like, it is very much Mighty Megatron. Yeah, like it's, it's. I always like it when they really play him as I'm not putting up with anybody's shit. Like you know, mm-hmm. I'm the boss, and if you don't like it, <laughs> you're dead. Yeah, yeah. Try, try it. I will kick your ass. Yeah. Now, here's something big I noticed. When the Autobots are go, uh, fleeing from this uh, sonic weapon, Optimus transforms in the truck, and the trailer, like, Star Trek teleport materializes right behind him <laughs> in sparkles. Like, it's right out of Gem and the Holograms, and <laughs> it's gone. Showtime and Synergy. <laughs> that was the name of the thing, wasn't it? Synergy I think it was Synergy, was, yeah. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> I could go, oh, that movie. I, I saw parts of that movie... And it pissed me off so much <laughs> because Gem oh, and the yeah, Holograms is legitimately action, uh, movie a of that progressive they? show. Yeah, it was it was garbage. It tried to make a well, YouTube the thing star. that pissed anyway. me off about Gem and the Holograms is that's the show that replaced Robotech on at four thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> so your kid. problem isn't with Gem and the Holograms; nah, it's it with whoever was running it's scheduling at, at CTV. <laughs> Auto, now, we go to Dr. Argaville, and he puts a new, better hypno chip on Sparky. Yeah, and it, whether it's a spark plug or just a guy that kind of looks like him. But you notice how the lab that they're sta- he's in is sized for a human. Everything in here is sized for a human. Like, other than Rumble and Samway's other cassettes and Reflector, no Decepticons would be able to get into this room. Like, it, the, the ceiling wouldn't be high enough. You'd think Megatron wouldn't be cool with that. You'd think he'd... I mean, you could watch him with cameras or something, I'm sure, but... Anyway, it's something I know. Do you ever see those tables that you can like spin and they open up into huge tables? Uh, maybe yeah, all their, my parents' dining room. Maybe all their like furniture that. is that. Yeah, maybe that's all of their furniture. You just turn it ninety degrees and it's human sized. <laughs> so uh, Laser Beak goes out to kidnap more human test subjects. Just grabs two guys off. It, it, I don't again, know. Military he attacks an base. Army base. Why yeah, yeah. not? Go just the people on the street, Pick man. a guy out of a taxi or something. But he just obliterates this guardhouse, grabs this, like, th- these guys, uh, they must be made out of rubber or something, right? Because these guys survive flying at jet aircraft speed uh, from an army base out into the ocean and then <laughs> dropped, like, 20 feet onto metal, surrounded by <laughs> electricity, and then pulled through it, and they're still alive. I'm like... <laughs> 
And it's yeah. rumbles like you humans sure can't take it. Like, dude, I think they can take just about anything you can throw at them. <laughs> we go back to the Autobots and they're driving through horrible weather and Bumblebee gets a flat. And I guess that's possible. They, they can't see where they're going because it's raining so bad. So Prime's like, I'm going to reverse my windshield polarity. Polarity <laughs> to dispel water molecules. Yeah, it's like, what? Uh, that, it's too stupid to worry you, about. <laughs> did you mean? Did you mean turn on your windshield yeah, wipers? Yeah. The, yeah. So Bumblebee gets a flat, and Stone Spike, he's still out of it, needs to change the tire, yeah, and we'll come back to them. That was a, Bumblebee a pointless just scene. transform, grab Spike, he, and start I, running I after them. Like, guys, wait up! And why doesn't he? He has a spare. So wait, does that mean that the Autobots? The tires aren't a part of them. Yeah, that's a good thing. Like, they can just, anyway. Well, some of uh, them disappear when they transform, but other ones are, it shows them on them, right? On their like, legs, yeah. yeah. So uh, Megatron uh, has his uh, zombies gathering energy from the lightning being caused by the, the storms being caused by Cybertron. And in all of this craziness, there's an earthquake, and Bumblebee and Spike get caught in the earthquake, and Laserbeak comes down and steals Spike, and Bumblebee falls into the earth, and commercial break. Dun, dun, dun. So we come back from commercial, and, uh, uh, basically, Blue Streak and Hound save Spike from Laserbeak. Yeah, it's like the second time they actually show Blue Streak being effective. He just bullseyes Laserbeak again, mm-hmm. but then he makes a bunch of stupid jokes. So it's like, oh, you were so close. <laughs> <laughs> you were kind. Oh, hey, cook um, that turkey's goose, whatever he says. <laughs> cook that robo turkey. Everybody. They find Bumblebee down in the crevice caused by the earthquake, and they pull him up with Ironhide's tractor beam and head back to the earth. Uh, it's wind charger. Yeah, it's, it yeah Wind Charger is the magnet guy, which is like before uh, Jed guy. said that he was using his magnet beams to stay on Ironhide's bumper. Like, why didn't they get Wind Charger to do that? That's that's kind of his thing, is magnets. Magnets. Yeah. Magnets. How do they work? They've gone to the Ark, and Megatron has decided to send his human slaves with the Energon shipments so that the Autobots can't destroy them and blow them up. Yeah. And I gotta say, Megatron's plans have been pretty yeah, well he's, thought he's out been in this homework. <laughs> he, he's, he's got it. He has a legitimate angle he's coming he's, at. He's been burning the midnight oil. He's, he's, he's got this one. <laughs> so, then, and then we go cut to a couple scenes of the Earth being destroyed. Yeah, and there's a tidal wave that covers a town. So, legitimately, a lot of people died. Well, unless like, they get out of hundreds or thousands of people <laughs> yeah. just died. And the Autobots watch this destruction and they Basically, get the Dinobots to yeah, undestruct. We can't do it, but I know who can. That's, that's wah, the wah, same wah. intro you used last time. Like, come on. Wheeljack's explaining this to them like they're complete idiots, and they are. But he's like, me, Grimlock, not care. Oh, yeah. Old planet full apart with you on it. Oh, didn't yeah. think of that. <laughs> Which there is there is kind of this interesting carryover where it's like, okay, the Dinobots aren't necessarily all loyal. It's you have to. It has to be worth their time. Yeah. And uh, Spike and Optimus have a little bit of a heart to heart. While Spike yeah, holds his what, emotional scene, support I, I wrench. Made a point not that for a kids show. It's actually a really poignant scene because like it, it even has that that music going on too, and it, like pans over to this kind of side section of Autobot headquarters. Like all the furniture is sized for humans, but it's big enough for an Autobot to be in it. And um, Spike's just sitting there looking at his dad's wrench, and it's like, "What's that, Spike?" He's like, "Huh, just a wrench." It's like, "Oh my god." Optimus knows what it is. He knows whose it is, and he knows why Spike is sitting there looking at it like that. He's clearly just trying to get him talking. Uh, but the conversation doesn't happen because no. the volcano starts. One of them says, oh, it's becoming active again. But the good news Even is though- they can fix their computer. 
because you know if you want <laughs> It'll to fix restart a computer, it, yeah we have we have a problem with viruses now we'll reboot it but the uh they all run out and, and then Sky the volcano just explodes. comes out of nowhere like oh hey guys remember me <laughs> where were you uh nowhere <laughs> yeah. oh look it exploded and ratchet and brawn and some other autobot i couldn't tell just got blown out of the volcano don't ask me where i was so yeah ratchet and brawn and i didn't i couldn't tell who the third was Get launched out of the top of the okay. Get top launched out of the top of the volcano. So Skyfire goes up and catches them, and they're fine. Yeah, they're just they'll, they'll be they're right. fine. <laughs> and then they're like, "What are we gonna do to stop it?" And Ironhide drives right yeah, into the volcano. He doesn't even say anything. He just takes off away. He goes. Yeah. But and, and what he, was what was it in last episode? What was the the word they used for nuts? One of them said, "Oh, you guys got balls," and it was engine uh, something manifold. Manifolds. <laughs> if you have the cast yeah. iron manifolds. <laughs> Ironhide has cast iron manifolds. But the way he shuts off the volcano. Or, or is that after the break? Yeah. But either way, it is the yep, next thing. After break. Uh, he just drives into Autobot headquarters. Like he's in a cave with lava or magma or whatever it's called at that point. I'm not a geologist. But he just shoots the rocks down from the throat of the volcano that land in this pool. And suddenly that shuts it off. Like, wouldn't plugging an active volcano just make it a whole <laughs> lot worse? Somewhere in some small town in Colorado, (laughs) there's a backup and like lava is just (laughs) flooding this town. Uh, So the Dinobots, while Ironhide is uh, saves everybody from the volcano, the Dinobots, I guess, build a dam. They They put a bunch of work together as a team and build this thing, and And it actually works. Stop a tidal wave. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) After it killed a hundred people. Yeah. and then Spike finds out uh, Optimus doesn't want to don't tell the boy. The boy. But, <laughs> but Spike finds out that his dad's in Cybertron, and he wants to take Skyfire there to save his dad, and Bumblebee and Wheeljack are like, we're in. Yeah, we can. But uh, Wheeljack just decides, like, yeah, I'll go. It's like, wait, no, we haven't decided that yet. <laughs> it's like he's I'm got- already in the car. See ya. <laughs> I'm gonna- and then when Prime says, okay, you hear all the Autobots cheering. It's like, you what? motherfuckers conspiring against me. <laughs> they go to Cybertron, and it's more than just uh, um, Bumblebee and Wheeljack. It's like Brawn, Ironhide, oh, Trailbreaker. They're all getting in. Yeah. Uh, they go to uh, Cybertron. They have to outrun a missile. Yes. And they land on Cybertron. And right away, Spike and Bumblebee fall into a trap. Yeah, and because the, it's so the laser tripwire that he walks through is it's yeah. maybe four inches off the ground. Like, and he's warned any about transformer it. would walk right over that without even knowing it was there. Uh, like, because the trap is so small that they fall down. Yeah. Uh, Braun's ordered to follow them because he's tiny. Yeah, so suddenly it's Spike and, and Bumblebee and Braun in like the tunnels and air vents because apparently Cybertron needs AC. Yeah, yeah. I, that, so that settles it right there. Then there must be air on Cybertron. Otherwise, there has why to be air on What I get a kick out of here though is Braun just kind of gently pushes it into the into the uh, thing into the shaft pushes it into the, the shaft normal character for Braun would be rip the yeah. thing clean off the wall <laughs> drift it across the room like I mean, maybe but he's they, trying to be quiet. They literally, hey, as right. is their case, fall into the Decepticon headquarters. Yeah, that is 100 percent unguarded, and yeah. he's kind of shaken up. But dude, how do these humans survive in these drops? Like, so they very quickly discover that these the Decepticons are using hypno chips, and then they hear somebody coming. But it's like human footsteps. Yeah, they still so, hide, and they hide. But Spike puts the wrench out on the counter. Like, wh- why does he out, do yeah. that? Whatever reason he does it for, uh, Sparky finds it and looks at the wrench and has this little moment of yeah, clarity. It's, it's like, uh. That's what I, what I called it was a moment of clarity. It's like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. What's this doing here? How'd this get here? And then Spike comes up. Wait a like, minute. Maybe I shouldn't be helping the Decepticons. What if I wanted to actually be drunk right now? <laughs> 
but Spike comes out, even though this has failed every other time, yeah. he comes out and goes, Dad, I still love you. Well, th- th- he actually pretty well uses that quote in the eventually. Sparky ain't having none of that. No. So he hits to the alarm, which is conveniently high enough on the wall that a human can reach it. As you would if you were a giant robot. That's how you build them. Okay, so like I said, let's not worry about Cybertron being in Earth orbit or how there's air on there or how, like, Spike is not getting baked alive by radiation from the sun standing on a planet without an ozone layer. It's, forget it. The thing I want to go on about here is, okay, the, when Skywarp is coming in, the conning tower, or whatever you would call it, the thing that comes out of Decepticon headquarters that they go in and out of, that comes out of the ocean, that gets sheared off by a tidal wave, right? And the place starts to flood. Soundwave rushes to a door to escape the rising water, and but the control shorts out, and he goes, Mayday, Mayday. Like, who does he expect to come help? Like, does he expect the Coast Guard just to show up with some life preservers? Like, anyway, also, you're supposed to say Mayday three times, you idiot, not two. Maybe that's why the help doesn't arrive. Anyway, Megatron tells him, get out of the way. He blasts the door open, and they all escape into the next room. The water doesn't follow them into the next room. Like, yeah. But... Decepticons don't breathe. They can survive underwater just fine. The, the equipment in the base might be in trouble, you know. Uh, Dr. Arkerville is certainly in a serious predicament now, but, I mean, Decepticons are in no danger at all. That's it for this episode, which is the Ultimate Doom Part 2 Search. And next episode is going to be the Ultimate Doom Part 3 Revival. And that's a really good one, so make sure you go up and watch that one. Because it's If, if you're going to watch any episode of Transformers in Season 1, uh, that would be the one I would recommend. Really, this is this would the next one would be your number one episode, eh? Uh, for, for Season 1, up, up to this point, definitely. Would be the, we should do like a wrap-up show after this and like rank <laughs> the, the episodes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you want to rank Paul and I on Twitter, you could go and find me at John Sobey and Paul at P. McPherson 1 and decide who to give more likes to and rank us that way. Make one of us feel real bad about ourselves. Or you could uh, rank and uh, review us on your podcast app. There you go. Do that. Tell a friend. And until the next episode, then we will talk to you then. This is a really clunky outro. Yeah. Wait a minute.